0: Welcome, Nexus Church family, to our first week in our series we've called Savage. In this very short series, we're taking a look at three individuals, people that are just like you and me, normal, everyday people, even people that are fairly not known in the Bible, and examining what it means to rise up in our lives. I've seen many people over the last few years who myself included, just have been drained, drained of energy, drained of hope, drained of passion. And as we look at these individuals that face pretty intense things in their lives, my hope is that through this series, we will find our fight again. We'll stand up and run towards what God has called us to. He has called us to go forward. To advance, not to retreat, and to coast into eternity. So today we're going to look at the life of Paul. Paul, a man who was at one time an enemy of the church, who got radically moved in and transformed him to become a man who was a follower, a passionate follower of him, but he didn't get to the place where he was without a lot of difficulty, and we're going to take a look at one particular example of a time when he was in the city called Lystra. And he and Barnabas, his right hand man, the man who kind of came to his side when he was transformed, and we're going to see a time where he was left for dead, and how through perseverance he rose back up and not just went back to the city. he was left for dead but he was used mightily and how even though we face difficulties and maybe a lot of setbacks we too can see lives transform because we don't give up and so let's take a look at this life but before we do I want to ask a question what would your life look like if you obeyed God hundred percent of the time what would it look like what would you accomplish i mean every single person who's listening today myself included i haven't been obedient to god 100 of the time and it's probably highly unlikely that anybody ever could we're human beings we fall short of being obedient to christ at all times but what it would l- look like there are many times in my life where i know that i should have kept going towards what god had called me to and it's happened in my current role as a pastor where there are things that god has put me in charge of or responsibility of and i haven't taken the full role and went forward it's caused a lot of harm it's caused i know heartache for some people it's caused relational conflict because i wasn't obedient to what my role is and it's not pleasant, right? In fact, if I would have been obedient, it would have fixed a lot of problems that came on the tail end of it. But that's the reality of where we live. We live in a fallen world, and we're not going to be obedient 100% of the time. So excuses are always an option. I can list countless excuses for why I didn't. And quite honestly, there are excuses. God's will is not an option. We can or can't choose it. But when we don't fall in line with what God calls us to, his will, his plan, what's perfect for him, we will reap consequences. And So today, let's look at this, this example. And let's figure out how we can stop giving in to our excuses and instead step up to the purpose God has for us. Let's jump into this example time where paul could have used excuses in his world to say i don't i don't feel like this is right for me to keep going forward if god god wanted me here he would have he would have found a way to keep me from experiencing this near-death experience but he didn't so we're gonna jump in to acts Chapter 14, verses 8 through 20. We'll run through this really quick. I know there's a lot of verses there, but for time's sake, I'll read quickly. While they were in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came up upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, stand up man jumped to his feet and started walking. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, these men are gods in human form. But when the apostles Paul, Barnabas and Paul heard what was happening, they tore their clothing in dismay and ran out among the people shouting, friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. Then some of the Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium, and when the crowds to their side, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into town. Talk about the best and worst day happening all in the same 24-hour period. I mean, at one point... They go in, and people are practically worshiping them. They're wanting to sacrifice to them, bring gold, and, and do all these crazy things. And then just moments later, those who are angry with them from another town come storming in and somehow convince them the total opposite, that these people are heretics and terrible, and they need to be killed, and they feel like they did do that and left them for dead. But then gets up now if I was Paul at that moment where I get up I would have stayed there I would not have went back to the town I would have stayed right where I was not go back I would have went to a safe place I mean like God this this did not work out the way I should these people if I go back there, they're gonna do it again, and I don't have the energy. I need to, I need to 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 rest up, get food, get water, and find a safe group of people, and stay there. But Paul, Paul knew one thing that we could all learn from. See, Paul knew that hard times are no excuse for stepping back from God and his purpose in our life. By not stepping into the hard season means we miss out on some of the best. Times of growth in our lives. I know that's true for me, and I know it's true for countless people that when we go through difficult times, God seems more real than ever. Not always, but by the time you get through it to the other side, you see the benefits of it. You realize that God was with you, that He was sometimes carrying you, and you didn't even know it, He was protecting you. And you didn't know it. Turning back keeps you from all that God has for you. Listen to some of these promises that God gives us when we are going through difficult seasons, when we keep going forward, even though everything inside of us says, this is stupid, we need to go back, we need to go a different way, we need to give up. This is what it means. Listen to Isaiah 54.1. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Romans 16.20. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Does it happen right away? Not necessarily. Sometimes we go through difficulties. Romans 8.37. You are more than conquerors through Christ who loves you. In Revelation 12.11. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And by the words of your testimony. In Philippians 4.13. You can do all things through Christ gives you strength. I cannot turn back. You cannot turn back from these circumstances. You must go forward. You must press through it even though it's difficult. Don't let these circumstances lower the ceiling of your life. If you go back, there's one thing that you can know for certain that you will never get beyond that place where you're at right now if you don't keep Pressing forward. In order to go forward in life, you have to keep moving. You have to. Now there are times, and and you will know this because if you're spending time with God, and if you're relying on him, you're trusting him, you're spending time praying to him, let him speak to you, you're reading his word. If if you are not where you're supposed to be, if you're not in his will, if you're not in the, the, the place where he's created you and given you, the the skills and abilities and the spiritual gifts to be in that place, God will will make it clear. So don't doubt. Don't spend and say, man, is this where I'm supposed to be? God will tell you. He will make it clear. And so if he's made it clear that this is is the place I'm supposed to be, stop doubting and start going forward. Get through those difficult seasons because the only way you get through is by going forward forward don't step back you will forever regret forever regret if you don't keep moving forward and fighting through that difficulty second thing that we can take from this passage from Paul is that when God moves we keep fighting verse 20 we read that he got back up and went into the city now some would think that the greatest miracle is the fact that paul raised from the dead like he was they thought he was dead now if you don't know what stoning is it's like you they they put you in a pit or they they go above you and they throw rocks at you until you stop breathing and you're collapsed right that's stoning to death it's death by a thousand clubs right of rock and paul was left for dead that wasn't the greatest miracle, that he came back to life. The, the greatest miracle was that he went back to the city again. He went back for more. Friends, the enemy thinks they got you beat. Go back. They think you're going to run. Stand up. Go back. They think they shut you up. Go back. Go back. And then, after preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Bar- Barnabas returned to Lystra where they strengthened the believers. They strengthened the believers. You See, they went back for more because influence happens in perseverance. Influence happens in Perseverance, those who see what you're going through, those who watch. And they're watching. People are watching. They're watching. They see what kind of things you're going through. They they see the internal war that's going on inside. The the fact that you want to give up. They don't they, they know that you don't want to stay there. They know it. They're watching. Listen to this. It's in Acts 16 where we see what the effects of Paul getting back up and preaching in Lystra did. Just two chapters later, we read, Paul went first to Derby and then to Lystra, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was a Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra, so Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. Then they went from town to town, instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So let me just kind of summarize this, right? Paul was left for dead. He went and he preached back in the city where they tried to kill him. And then he went off and continued in his journeys. He and Barnabas ended up splitting because of some disagreement about John Mark. And so John Mark and Barnabas went one way. And then Paul took Silas and he went another way and he kind of retraced back around to the places that he was and he preached to kind of encourage them and to build them back up. So he went back to Lystra, and what did he see? He saw Timothy. Timothy was his right-hand man later in life. Timothy is the one he wrote two letters to. Timothy was the one that he left the church for, right? He he left. Whatever he established, he said, Timothy, these are yours to watch over. I trust you. He developed him, believed in him. Timothy was the man who saw all of this take place. He saw Paul preach. He heard the stories of who Paul was. And then he saw him get stoned, left for dead. He saw him come back and preach more. He saw it. Influence happens because we go through difficult seasons and we persevere. You see, people people like those happy stories of what God has done and and they hear the miracles happen and and that's powerful and that, 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 that does strengthen our faith that God cares and he wants to move. But what speaks to people more than anything else is when they see the trials you go through they see the difficulties and you don't give up your kids are watching your friends are watching your family members your enemies they're watching how will you respond will you give up or will you keep on moving trusting god believing that he is for you that those promises that we just read moments ago that they are for you he's not going to leave you your reward might not be on earth but it will be in kingdom business those souls that you are influencing maybe it's just one or two people but it matters it matters your perseverance you're willing to stick it through is savage transforms lives. It impacts the kingdom. What would have happened to Timothy if Paul didn't go back after being left for dead? We don't know. We don't know. But I'm guessing that there are people in your life that are watching, that are saying, that person got beat up. They they made mistakes. But they they got back up on their feet. They asked for forgiveness. They believed again. They trusted God. They reached out for help. They're going back for more. What does that mean for your life? I want to leave you with this thought today. Will you stop making excuses and start making moves? Stop making excuses and start making moves. I don't know what that means for you, but I believe the Spirit of God right now will reveal that to you. Stop making excuses about the sin that you've been living in, about about maybe living in isolation and not reaching out to others, maybe not serving when you know you should be serving, not giving when you should be giving. Whatever that means for you, you know. If you're a follower of Jesus and you know his word, you know what you are called to do. Stop making excuses. I understand. I, I'm right there with you. I have excuses in my life that I need to clean up and stop making excuses. I need to stand up. I need to be savage again. Because the kingdom of God is worth it. People's lives are worth it. I'm not left here. To just coast into heaven. We are left here to be savaged for the kingdom of God. To make a difference. So rise up. Stop making excuses. Be who you were created to be. A man, a woman, a child, an elderly person. Who is committed to the kingdom of God. And advancing it. So that the world may know of this amazing savior. You see, Paul put it this way. Let us not get tired of doing good for we will reap the proper time if we don't give up. We will reap the proper time if we don't give up. What I want to reap is being next to countless people in heaven that I know God through me somehow miraculously changed and transformed their lives. Just like he used others in my life to transform me. I'm praying, and I believe in that I will not give up. Someday I will see the beauty of the work. The perseverance of sticking it out when I didn't want to. Father, I pray for every person listening. That they will rise up. They'll stop making excuses. And they will go towards you in the purposes you call them to, God. Give them the Holy Spirit power. Surround them with people, God, that will that will strengthen them, encourage them, and challenge them, Father. Father, they are created for a purpose. They're created to be a savage for the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, move now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Nexus Church family, for joining us today. I am excited about next week when we look at another character in the Bible, a very little-known person that will challenge us to be savage